Hello to you, Doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doinked, where Josh, myself, and Michaela are going to be recapping the Super Bowl. Yes, Super, Super Bowl. Bowl 56. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, it was an interesting one. N- not how we expected it to go, but uh, still a good game nonetheless. It was a tale of two halves. It was true. definitely a tale of two halves, and we'll get to that when we get to the game. But before we get to the Super Bowl, we have one more event to discuss. The Thursday night NFL honors. Oh, God. We were going <laughs> to go over this because what the fuck? Dude? We're going to quickly run down the NFL honors, which a lot of it we saw coming aft- at the end of the season. Okay. And you're going over the Hall of Fame class, too. I have I the Hall of Fame class. Mm-hmm. I have okay. everything listed here from the honors. Okay. Perfect. So let's we're going to go. These honors. We're going to go in backwards order, ending with the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. The Walter Payton Man of the Year. Left tackle, Andrew Whitworth of the Los Angeles Rams. He gets the award as he's going out out, out of the league. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Assistant coach of the year, Dan Quinn, Dallas Cowboys. Really? How? That's my question. Maybe because maybe the defense got better than the year before? Maybe. I have no That's idea. That's the only thing I could see why, but they still sucked. Yeah. So. <laughs> NFL Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans. Okay. Uh, he had the first. He had the first. He had the number one overall. Without Derrick Henry for half the year, I guess. But he got. There's still out. more coaches that could get it. I mean, if God, I'm going. I'm still puzzled by the assistant coach thing. <laughs> like I'm perplexed because you should have given that to Pesquia from mm-hmm. the Raiders. Yeah. Because he wasn't the head coach. He no, was he an was interim. the interim, mm-hmm. but he was an assistant coach. He was and he an got stepped the in and he got them and to, got the him to the playoffs. He should have He should have won that award. Yeah. yeah. You could have went with um, the offensive coordinator for um, the Buffalo Bills. That's he true. turned around that offense this year. Mm-hmm. The offense was phenomenal this year. Yeah, that one just throws me off. As far as head coach of the year, when you lose in the first round of the playoffs, you you don't get that award. You, should, no. you probably should have went to um Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, went from a well, they won two or three games last year to being in the Super they Bowl. They won I know. six games over the two prior years to this year. Yeah, yeah. and then you get to and the then Super you Bowl. win. You go to the Super Bowl. You win your division and take and it go. down to the wire. Yeah, the thing is, the award is given obviously before yes. the Super Bowl. Exactly. But still, when you talk about six wins over two seasons, and then this year he wins his division, you mm-hmm. go ten and seven and win three straight in the playoffs. Yeah. Not many coaches do that. Yeah. But we all know the coach of the year doesn't matter. Matt Nagy won it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Alex Smith Award Comeback Player of the Year. I like it. Joe Burrow, quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals. You know what's the best part about that? He wins that award and leaves this, the trophy on the stage. I know, stand. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this one's nice. This doesn't matter. Exactly. And he walked away. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Defensive Rookie of the Year, linebacker, Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons. Yep. Yeah, yeah we, we all saw that. Yeah. Again with this one, Offensive Rookie of the Year, wide receiver, Jamar Chase, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Again, saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. Outside linebacker T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And apparently he won by a landslide, too. Like, it wasn't even really that close as far as, like, voting is concerned. Which, when you put up the numbers he put up, definitely. I Mm -hmm. get it. Offensive player of the year. Wide receiver. Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup. Yeah. If you win the Triple Crown. Triple Crown. Yeah. Broke so many records. Broke postseason records. Mm Mm-hmm. It's obvious. Yeah. Most valuable player, quarterback, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Can you hear my eye roll? Four-time MVP. He looked so ugly. I know this is about sports, but I just want to say he looked horrible. His hair, nasty. He started the season looking pretty decent, looking like um, Keanu Reeves, and now he just looks homeless. (laughs) No, no. He, he looked like Keanu Reeves at the beginning of John Wick, at the beginning of the season. And now he looks like now Keanu looks like Reeves Keanu at the Reeves end of John Wick. At the end Wick. of John Wick 3, after he's been fucked up over two movies. Oh over three movies. Uh, three movies, correct. So, um, I mean, it's the right choice. Yeah, we saw and, it coming. Like, and at the end of the day, like, how many MVP awards are Green Bay Packers quarterbacks going to win? And, I mean, and only have one Super Bowl to their name. 
two if you count Brett Favre and four if you count Bart Starr. Well, mm-hmm. but I mean, their quarterbacks always are perennial Pro Bowl uh, MVP candidates, mm-hmm. and if this is supposed to be title to town, they don't really have much to show for it. No. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Fame class of 2022: Leroy Butler, Bryant Young, Sam Mills, Cliff Branch, Richard Seymour. Art McNally, Tony Baselli, and Dick Vermeil as your Hall of Fame class of 2022. Are we ready to talk about Super Bowl 56? No. We are not because, unfortunately, this Hall of Fame selection pisses me off to no event, to no end, no end at all. Because there are players who I don't think should be headed to the Hall of Fame right now. Mm-hmm. You talk about a player like Bryant Young, great defensive tackle. Um, what was this? Is first ballot, second ballot, third I ballot? No, I didn't get that stat. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. But there's a guy who's on there, and. Should have gotten in first ballot, and I think you both know who I'm talking about. Was this his first ballot? The gentleman I'm talking about is first ballot. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Name slipping my head. Devin I, Hester. I, I, yeah. yeah, I knew exactly who you were talking about. I just couldn't think of his name. Devin Hester should have been. Oh, easily in yeah. the Hall of Fame. 100%. And I had this discussion with you mm-hmm. at breakfast, or was it at dinner? We, we were, were eating food. We were eating food <laughs> yeah. and doing and some food sort of yeah. conversations yes. happen often with us. Yes. So here's my thing is if a single offensive player throughout their entire eight year career in the NFL on every drive that they were part of accounted for fifteen yards of offense for your team, are they a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Every drive. Yeah. So every offensive possession that your team has so let's say your team gets eight offensive possessions a game. That's 15 yards of offense that they produce every drive. Hester did that. Hester did that with his kickoff returns and his mm-hmm. punt returns and his special teams ability every time. He flipped field position. Mm-hmm. You, he may not have had a defined offensive position or defensive position in the NFL and we don't even need to count the wide receiver stuff that he did when he was in Chicago. He was one of the one of their primary weapons at that point. Just look at what he did. On the special teams out of the ball? On field position. Just as mm-hmm. a player. Just as a player. Field position, man. Like most teams are starting their drives at the twenty. He's taking it out of the end zone and returning it to the 30, 35, 40, 45 to every the other time. end zone. Every time. Every time he touched the ball. That's a 15-yard difference from where everybody else was starting in the NFL. Oh, wait. Instead of letting it letting it land and just taking it at the 20 or the yep. 25 at he that point, he would catch it, it and pull yeah. them down the field more. Correct. Exactly. He was a danger every time he touched the ball. And every time he was on the field, he was a danger. Yeah. Okay? I know everyone wants to talk about the Super Bowl kickoff return. Greatest way to open a Super Bowl. Okay, Devin Hester in Miami, where he's from, returns the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl for a touchdown. That's not even the play that makes him a Hall of Famer. The play that makes him a Hall of Famer is against, I believe it was the Minnesota Vikings. And the punter punts the ball, and Devin Hester runs in the opposite direction of where the ball's being punted. And the entire coverage team yes, follows I do remember him. That. Yes. And Charles Tillman catches the ball on the mm-hmm. other side of the field and, and runs it back, it back for a touchdown. touchdown that gets called back. As a holding penalty because the referees couldn't believe that there was nobody around. That's the play that tells you he's a Hall of Famer right there. When there are when an entire unit is dedicated to looking at you and you don't even exactly. have the ball. And the only guy who actually knew where the ball went was the punter, and you see him scurrying over. I know, and and <laughs> he's like, I'm not gonna make this stop. And forget the fact as a rookie. I was reading the stat right here. He was a pro bowler and an all pro yes. in his rookie season. Correct. And he broke the NFL record in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. And then he broke it again the next year. Yeah, I... After they had a year of film, which is when you're supposed to figure out rookies. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be that second year. 
They had a year of film of how to punt away from this guy, how to keep the ball out of his hands. And then when he still put the ball in his hands, he still returned mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yes, there was a gap there where there wasn't as much returning for him because then it just became, okay, teams are going to squib it. Teams are going to yeah. low-line drive. They're going to kick it out of the bounds and just give the Bears the ball at the 40 because the offense sucks. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but he still broke every return record. And we're talking about return records just based on punts and kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Not missed field goals, which he has one. And not the returns in the playoffs that he had. So his Super Bowl return doesn't even count towards that record. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. He dwarfs what everybody else did in their careers as far as returners were concerned. And as far as a weapon is concerned in NFL history, I don't think there was a more dangerous weapon at that point. And I don't think anybody's adjusted. I don't think rules have been adjusted as much because of a single player than for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe if you go back and you talk about like the way Deacon Jones used to rush the passer and he would like grab the offensive lineman's face mask or slap him in the ear hole or oh, something yeah. like that. Like those rules have changed because of players like that. But like in the modern day, they moved the kickoff up. Mm-hmm. So this way more balls could land in the end zone so there wasn't as much kick returns. They got rid of the wedge because you can't have players too close to each other in proximity when you're blocking yep. on a kick return. Um you can only have X amount of players on the outside now blocking gunners and have to have so many people in the box. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to change And there's all. also, um, they changed the, the kickoff rules that it's if it lands in the end zone, it's 25 now instead of 20. They yeah. made it easier. Yeah, they made it easier for the offense to actually have a little bit of a boost. He should have been in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't agree. Really and agree I, I think it. he will be. I just think he should have been a first ballot. Yeah, one hundred percent. I just don't know what ballot. they were thinking when they were like went over his name, and they're like, no, no, no. Like, what criteria were you looking at? Where you like this man literally changed the game as the best at his position? Yeah, in history of all time. And you're like, nah, yeah, you'll get him next time. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Bryant Young had a great career. Leroy Butler had a great career. I'm not taking anything away from him, but yeah. if they've already been on the ballot a couple of years, there's and a then, reason, and, and they're not at risk of falling off. Yeah, and they're kind of one of them like teeter totter Hall of Famers. Maybe there's a point where you just say someone who deserves it as somebody a first who ballot. is a first ballot should no. get in. Devin Hester is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Like I've always felt, Tony Baselli was a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it took him a while to get in. As far as a left tackle was concerned, like he he was in the conversation if he didn't get hurt in Houston, like when Houston was an expansion franchise, he mm-hmm. he got moved over to Houston as part of the expansion draft. I feel if he didn't get hurt. We don't look at David Carr as a bust because he would have had a true left tackle protecting him at the early part of his career. He would have actually had an offensive line not getting sacked a hundred and something times every season. And Tony Baselli would have most certainly been a first ballot Hall of Famer because he would have had a little bit more of an extended period as far as a film to put out there. But mm-hmm. I put him in the same category as like a Jonathan Ogden or an Orlando Pace. Like that's how good Tony Baselli was. Mm-hmm. And he should have been in the Hall of Fame way, way, way before way, then he was. Yeah, before this year. So. That's just my thoughts on the hall. Super Bowl 56, Los Angeles, California, February 13th, 2022. The hottest Super Bowl on record. Temperatures floating around the 80s. Muy caliente. This game started with the Cincinnati Bengals winning the coin toss. Well, more so the Rams losing the coin toss. They put up some fucking stupid stat that the winner of the coin toss has lost every game in the last seven or eight years, or like six, or like one in some odd in the last eight or nine years. And I was like, well, this year's going to change it. <laughs> well, mm, we'll see. Oh, we all know the fucking score. The Rams won the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> we all know what happened. Yeah. It was two days ago. Yes. The. Big weapon that everybody thought, oh, this is a he's a danger now. Odell Beckham Jr. scores the first touchdown in this game mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. Too. Um, making him a huge target for Stafford in this game. He was. Yeah. He was. That Go ahead. And then Cooper Cup scores the second for LA, but a muffed feel uh, muffed extra point. Um, I thought they were actually, when we were watching I it, thought it was a fake. I thought it was planned because it looked like he genuinely was going up to throw it. And, and then when they replayed it, I was like, oh, he actually it just fumbled it. I was like, damn, yeah. that surprised um, me. So that left him with 13, which made it a little bit more interesting, a little bit more of a tighter game. Um, because the Bengals get a field goal, and it's 13, uh, it's 13 to 3. 
And then Joe Mixon throws a touchdown pass that to T. Higgins. So a trick nice. play TD keeps him within three. That was such a good play. And then with under four minutes to play in the open field, after completing a first down pass, Odell Beckham Jr. suffers a non-contact injury. He jarred his leg. He jammed his leg something. And it turns out he tore his ACL and left before the half. That's such bad luck. Which put so much thought as, okay, now how are the Rams going to do it? When people are thinking, uh, so many of the announcers and commentators and all this were saying, well, that's their biggest weapon gone. You have the fucking triple crown winner. You have the offensive player of the year on your other side of the field. You are fine. But the thing is, is with Odell Beckham, it should have made it easier to... <sighs> to double cover Cup. I get to it. To focus on him. Like... The thing is, is with Doesn't how good matter. he is, you may not be able to slow him. Like you may not be able to completely stop him, but you should at least. He was still the focal point, and they still couldn't stop him. It doesn't matter. It's Cooper Cup. Yeah. Going against Eli I Apple. Apple. <laughs> oh, all the memes but hey, about that poor man. The, the first blind player to play in the NFL, <laughs> Eli Apple. He's also the first. It was the first time in Super Bowl history that a single covered uh, defender. Got through. Uh, got two touchdowns thrown against him. Mm-hmm. The first time in, in Super Bowl history. <laughs> At the half, our score was thirteen ten. Now, before we jump on to the second half, do we want to talk about the halftime show? We yes. are a media podcast as well, so it's only fitting we talk about this halftime show. What was everybody's opinions on it? I personally liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Your parents saw me driving and grooving to it while it was going on. Again, there were a lot of um, songs that I would have liked to have been played, but again, they yeah. only have 20 minutes. And you had six artists that you had to get through. Exactly. Well, you had five artists, and then you just had, surprise, 50, 50 cents, cents here. <laughs> upside down. Or let's rephrase, a dollar's here because of inflation. <laughs> and also how much bigger he was. I know. No offense, I love you, 50 cent, but you're a big boy. He's like, hench. I know. But no, um, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was fun. Started with Dre and Snoop, yeah. which is what you can expect. And then 50 Cent surprises everybody. Mary J. Blige comes out. Kendrick Lamar's dancing and singing in boxes, Ugh. which confused the absolute shit out of me. Well, I thought it was good because you had all the other songs were older. They were like, they appealed to more the later millennials. And then you had Kendrick Lamar coming out, which appealed. With his newer shit. With the... With the younger millennials and then going into Gen mm-hmm. Z, and I, I thankfully I knew all the songs. Some songs I were, knew, I knew all but Mary J. Blige's, but I'm not a huge Mary J. Blige yeah. fan. And then, ironically, there were I think there were two songs that came out when we weren't even alive, but we were still, we yeah. were still vibing to it. So yeah. I personally liked and, it. And um, M obviously had a great, great performance. I'm a big Eminem fan. Um, and we also had another special guest appearance of Anderson Pock. Oh, I love which him. I love Anderson Pock. Him on the drums was incredible. I didn't even notice him at first, and then they kept panning over to him. I'm like, yes. I didn't knew he was going to be there before it showed up because oh, really? on the backdrop of Kendrick Lamar, when they had the billboard, mm-hmm. they had all the names listed, and they had Fifty Cent Anderson oh. Pock. So I was like, oh, Anderson Pock's going to be here. Maybe he'll perform a song. Look but no, he ended, up drum- he ended up being the drummer for Eminem. What do you think, Dave? I, what did you think of it? I don't know. I think he's counting something right now. I am counting something. But as far as the halftime performance was concerned, I thought it was okay. I just find it that musical artists who are anti, uh, anti-establishment were all pro-establishment for a nice big fat paycheck. Yeah. You yeah. know, and kept themselves pretty edited and clean throughout their entire uh Oh, but did you see Snoop Did you see the video of Snoop taking a hit? Right before the show started. The show. And everyone's like, oh but my it's legal. God. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's exactly. legal. And everyone was like, oh my God, what the... I'm like, it's, one, you're in California. It's legal and it's fucking it's Snoop Dogg. fucking Dog. Snoop Dogg. Like would, Snoop Dogg is known for a couple of things. Rapping. Getting off a murder charge. Smoking weed. Well, that, yes. Smoking <laughs> weed and being best friends with Martha Stewart. <laughs> Who was there? Exactly. Second half. Okay, before we get to the... um, Well, one more thing about the... Did you see who was sitting sideline watching the the uh, halftime show? Oh, oh uh, McPherson. Evan McPherson. McPherson. Yeah. He's a fucking kicker. He doesn't need to know the playbook. 
really doesn't. He doesn't need to know this, that, or the other thing. He's like, you know, he's, he's doing, a rookie. He's, he's cool. gonna fucking enjoy himself. Yeah, exactly. He's our age. He's gonna enjoy this music. Just like we were. What are you counting? Okay. So, while you guys are going on your little halftime spiel, I wanted to look up something about what you guys had mentioned about being able to shut down Cooper Cup, be easier to shut him down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know he split exactly first half to second half? Did he really? Really? Exactly split. Huh. Exactly. He went four catches in the first half, four catches in the second half. First half, he had a touchdown for 40 yards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second half, he had a touchdown for 52 yards. Ten targets. Split. Right down the middle. It's weird. It seems they like he ran, was targeted so much more often. They ran the defense that they were supposed to run the Bengals, mm-hmm. and they ran it to a T. Eli Apple, whatever happened to him, happened to him. I get it. Okay, it sucks. And the thing is, is targets don't count pass interference penalties. They don't count holding penalties. And we'll get to that holding penalty mm-hmm. when we get to it. We'll yeah. get to the, the slew of penalties in the last two minutes of the game. It is what it is. All I know is that the first half of this game was <coughs> a very good offensive showing by the Rams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Albeit, again, I had a conversation with you and with you about what unit needed to show up the most. Mm -hmm. And that unit showed up and stopped the Rams and made them one-dimensional. And that was the Bengals' defensive line. The the, the Rams ran for 43 yards. I know, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Bengals did what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. They forced a three and out on the first drive. And yes, the Rams went down the field and scored on the second drive. I get that. But the Bengals did what they were supposed to do. They showed mm-hmm. up with that defensive line. They were getting pressure on Matt Stafford. How how they came out in the second half and basically ran that defense that they ran against the the, the Chiefs boggles my mind. They had to have switched it up a little bit, and they didn't. And they didn't, and I think that's what cost them at the end of this game. Yeah. Because we come out into the second half, and the first thing that happens Bengals get right back into this game with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right away. Bang. Touchdown. Which there was an obvious face mask. That's not obvious. They never call that. So don't don't ask. That, no? That's not if a, you didn't see the replay, you, you would have thought he just fell down. And that's what I thought. I thought he fell they down. They don't call that. They don't call that on receivers. They never call that on receivers. If a receiver's Unless he around, literally dragged him, then he would have called it. The, but it was like The problem was is the receiver turned around, his hand got into the face mask, spun the guy around, bang, ball fell into his hands, mm-hmm. touchdown, okay? They're not going to call that. And let's not act like Ramsey wasn't also getting burned the entire game either. Yeah. Ramsey was not Ramsey in this game. No. Was not Ramsey. But the the thing about that whole play is they're not going to make that call, all right? Where when we get to the end of the game, when they make that call and people are like, oh, should you have made that call? No, they've been making that call all year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a call that they make all mm-hmm. the time. This is one that they never make. The only time a receiver or a running back gets flagged for a face mask is when they go for a stiff arm and they physically close their hand around the face mask and then move the defender in such a way that it almost looks like Buster Rhymes is out there breaking his neck. Okay? That's when the only time that you get a face mask penalty on an offensive player. Incidental contact when it's a stiff arm or the receiver's moving his arm mm-hmm. up and hits the mask. It's not going to get called, just like it doesn't get called on the DB on the same side of it. The only time they call face mask is when the ball is physically on the person at that time. Now, don't get me wrong. If the wide receiver, Higgins, had just come over and grabbed them, just slammed them onto the ground with his face mask and then took off down the field, yeah. they're going to call that. Yeah. But they're not going to call what just happened there. So, hey, listen, one play, right out of halftime, 75 yards, touchdown. Puts them right back into this game. And kept them in this game. And didn't Stafford get picked off the, the next drive? very next drive. Matt yep. Stafford threw his second and last pick of the game. Mm-hmm. And that brought them down for a McPherson field goal, which put them up by seven. Yes. The last points the Bengals put up Score in this game. In this game. Yep. Last time they scored was in the third quarter with how much a time A lot left? of time left. 15, 15, 11 minutes left on the clock. Basically, 11 minutes left on the clock. 26 minutes without scoring yeah. in that game. Yep. That's insanity. Yeah. 
considering they, how strong of an offense this team has, there were a lot of punts this. But that's second the thing. Half, this, the defenses showed up. The defenses showed up in the second half. The offensive line got tired for the Bengals too. It's not that it got part of it's because they got tired. Part of it. Well, is then, because then they, and then the, Van, Vance Joseph. Well, that and Vance then Joseph is insane. The, um, the Rams defensive line started switching it up Excuse a little me. bit, where they um, they started to get Leonard and um, they started to get Floyd and Von Miller to to get, take over to get some one on ones. Exactly. Well, get Donald to have one on ones because the center would help out wherever Donald was, but then they started to occupy him so therefore donald would be on the side would and get the one-on-ones he would get the stops yeah, he would get collapse the... the pocket i think i think the smartest thing that vance joseph did was he started bringing that linebacker on a blitz which mm-hmm. is he would take his he would take three down linemen and shift them into one direction to pull the entire offensive line one way mm-hmm. give a one-on-one to whoever the outside rusher is at that point which would have either been von miller or leonard floyd mm-hmm. on either side and then you get the free rushing linebacker up against the uh a running back, and as good as Joe Mixon was doing blocking, he, wh- yeah. what can you do? There yeah, was one I mean, play where he like there's only to so much block. that Mixon and P Ryan can do. True. Yeah, there's, when you got a linebacker coming full steam speed, ahead. Yeah. Did you see the the play that um, Darnold did? He was involved one on one, maybe even one on two, and P Ryan tries to go up the middle. He gets his arm out and stops him. Yeah, with one arm. with one arm. Yeah, a grown ass man. Yeah. Stops him with a head of speed. With a head, yeah, keeps him from going anywhere. Yeah, I think that was on the last drive of the game. I think it was the second to last. I think it was the second to last play of the game because it was third and one, and they were trying to get. It was third and one. He went for that one. Darnold stopped him, and then it was the fourth and one play. Yeah, that ended the game. Yep. Yeah. Again, uh, we get down towards the nitty gritty. The last two minutes of the game, last three minutes of the game, whatever. They're right down in the red zone. Cooper Cup scores that last touchdown. There were multiple defensive fouls on the Bengals that caused them to continuously getting first and goals, replay first down, half distance to the goal, stuff like that. There was a lot of penalties on this defensive front, which this game up until about this little bit halfway through the third was very low amount of calls. Mm-hmm. There were almost no call. There were a couple stupid like um, unsportsman likes, like after the first um, – Interception on Stafford, the freaking oh my god! Um, the guy who came off the bench came off the to bench celebrate. and came to celebrate caused him to be back fifteen yards. Start on the ten yard line. They would have been able. They probably if that didn't happen, I would have said they at least would have gotten a field goal on that drive. They could have won this game if that didn't happen. Because they would have. That took that took momentum away from them. Yeah, it did. It stuck them on the ten yard line. Uh, they had ninety yards in front of them, as opposed to seventy five. That's cool. Oh my god! I hope that dude feels it bad. It bit him in the ass. I hope that dude feels so bad. I don't even. I'm not going to say that's the reason they lost oh, the no, game, god, but it's no. definitely a, a turning point. Like you need every you need you need all the yards that you can, and you need, and that was just one of the <laughs> plays that you. That's 15 yards. 15 yards is a lot. So. Yeah, but um, that's that's the game. 23-20. The L.A. Rams are your Super Bowl 56 champions. Your Super Bowl MVP, Mister Consistent. Cooper Cup. Wrong. Wrong. Should have been Donald. Wrong. Should have been Donald. Yeah. How many sacks did he end up with? Two. 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 And he had three QB hits. Four total tackles. It's not bad. Two for a loss. Yeah. 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 He well he he was the he was disruptive. Yeah. When it mattered in the game, that's why everyone else had sacks. His numbers, quote unquote, might not be there. Two sacks in the Super Bowl. I mean, your numbers are there. He was the reason Von Miller got two sacks. Yeah, because he, he was cl- he was taking up two three offensive linemen. So him. How many sacks were there clear. total for the Rams? Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. And you know that all seven are in part to do with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald mm-hmm. commanding double teams, and you getting a free rusher because five offensive linemen, you have to require two just to even occupy Donald at that point. Mm-hmm. And then you have three for the rest of the line and your linebackers. Correct. And if a running back stays in, then no match for any. No. No. They can't get through those. They'd have to go up and around. But records. I'm I'm happy for Cup. Good for him. He just didn't deserve it. He didn't break 100 yards receiving. <laughs> he, had the, he had the two touchdowns, and it's, it's easier to give it or fancier to give it to an offensive player versus a defensive player. Yeah. When I think, like, like we said, Aaron like Donald, Donald had deserved bigger it. impact in the game. Personally. Most valuable player. 
not most valuable sh- star maker, power uh, playmaker. On, on that last play for the Bengals. On those last two plays. Jamar Chase beat Ramsey, and there was no safety because I watched the play. There was no safety on Jamar Chase when he beat Ramsey. So if Donald hadn't tackled, hadn't gotten the sack on Burrow on fourth and one, they could have obviously. We can't guarantee that they could have won that game. Could have completed it for a huge pass to at least tie it. And who disrupted the play? Aaron Donald. Aaron freaking Donald. Who stopped the third and one? Aaron Aaron Donald. Donald. Mm -hmm. Like that (laughs) is where you have to look at the most uh, valuable player. Okay. You know, you have no problem in Major League Baseball giving an MVP to a player on a losing team. Yeah, the Angels. Yeah, Alex Rodriguez on the on the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This was the wrong guy. When you look at MVPs, especially at like a skill position, whether they're going to give it to a running back or to a, a wide receiver, they have to hit a certain number. Usually for receivers, it's one hundred. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hundred receiving. Like Edelman yards. when he got it, he broke a hundred. Deion Branch when he. Broke 100. 100 yep. When Desmond Howard got it, Desmond <laughs> Howard had close to 200 yards all purpose when mm-hmm. you consider his kick returns and his and his receiving yards that mm-hmm. in that Super Bowl against the um against the Patriots. When somebody hits those numbers, that's when they should stop being placed into consideration. Mm-hmm. You knew you couldn't give it to the quarterback. So I get where you're coming from. Just to interrupt real quick, we'll yeah. get back to that. When Von Miller won it. At Super Bowl 50, he had very similar number, numbers to Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Six tackles, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, two quarterback carries. Very similar numbers to the kind of disruption that Aaron Donald did. Yeah, but he has the flash stats, which is the forced fumbles. Yeah. <coughs> That's the difference. Yeah. But you need to hit certain marks. Cooper Cup did not hit those marks. He didn't hit 100 yards receiving. He hit the two touchdowns, mm-hmm. which were... A difference, but he didn't hit certain marks. Then you can't give it to the quarterback. You can't give it to Stafford. He no. threw two picks. Yeah, he threw two ugly picks. Like they weren't. No, they were the bad. The one in the end zone. The one in the end bad. zone was an underthrown ball. That yeah. was bad. And then the one that the receiver. He, he, I don't. That was. I wouldn't say that necessarily. It's Stafford's a cross ball, up. But still, you know, it's exactly. He threw. He threw three touchdowns, but then threw he two threw picks. Th- yeah, exactly. Um, if he a, if he had gotten it, I would have flipped shit. A guy who looked like he was on pace to for the MVP until he hurt his knee was OBJ. was OBJ. I think he, if he didn't get hurt, I think he should. He was he was yeah. a primary he was a primary weapon on that offense because he he had two receptions, fifty two yards, and a touchdown before he got injured. Yeah, and obviously, I know he dropped that pass, but yeah. yeah. But now the real interesting thing is obviously OBJ his. Injury report came out, torn ACL. He's going to have to need his time for recovery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in what happened to Joe Burrow. So I saw something. It's not – he didn't tear anything or break anything. It's it's not going to occupy too much of the offseason for recovery. Mm-hmm. They didn't say exactly what it was, so obviously they could come out and say that it's worse, but that's – He should be back for training camp is essentially what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, except yeah. that's his surgically repaired knee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? And nobody gets twisted that way immediately reaches for their knee and hobbles off and then proceeds to not throw a pass until basically that fourth down play if it's not serious. I mean, look what OBJ did when he got hurt. What did he do? He immediately grabbed his leg. Immediately grabbed his leg. And wasn't that the same leg that he had surgically repaired? Yes. Yes. And Joe Burrow immediately, as he got twisted up, grabbed his leg. And it was a lot of close calls for a lot of players in this game. Matt Stafford, Stafford got rolled got up rolled on his ankle. Yep, like it was it was dicey there for for like your Uzuma looked like, like he could have got popped up a little yep. bit. Awuzie looked like he was rocked for a little bit. I mean, there was some really dicey plays, and you know people came back on the field when during the regular season you wouldn't have seen those guys yeah, back exactly. on the field. Yeah, no. so scores records at the doors. So, everybody knew that if you got all three correct, you would have got a bonus five. Well, unfortunately, nobody Nobody got everything correct. Nope. So, my record at the door is nine and six. Dave's, yours was um, eight and seven. I I still have 500. I believe. I believe. I believe. Let me confirm that real quick. Because you went into at six and six. So I no, I'm seven and eight. I'm under five hundred. Fuck. No, because you, you had oh no, I got nothing. none of them right. 
So, so whatever, six, six and nine. nine. That's my bad. I, I, screw that up. I accidentally updated your, up, your <laughs> And thing. the universe brought it back. Oh, it brought it back quite a bit. Hold on. Oh, Michaela, God. seven and eight. Angela, our winner at 10 and five. Yes. <clears throat> Darian, six and nine. Yeah. Meredith, six and nine. Dan, six and nine. Jen, seven and eight. God damn it, Jen. Four people had six and nine records coming out of the playoffs this year. The football gods have blessed us. Yes. They fucked us on that Raiders game at the end of the season. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. at least you gave us something to cheer on. Now, do you want to wrap this up? Because I have a couple of questions <clears throat> that I've been seeing posed around um, the interwebs. Um, it is. No, we got time. Yeah, we got time. So let's do the questions. The first one, Matthew Stafford. No. I know exactly where you're going to Hall ask. of Fame or no? No. Not yet. No. Not yet? Another great season in LA? Very possible. No, he needs more than another he great has, season. He has he has he has great he's got numbers. quarterbacking numbers. He's not in he the top needs, 10 of anything yet. He needs <clears throat> another ring. And he needs to at least have minimum. He has one pro bowl. Yeah. He has one Pro Bowl. He has no all pros. He has no he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP. He has no regular season MVPs. He he's never a, even been in discussion for he's MVPs. He's been stuck for twelve years well, in fucking it, Detroit. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You, you, you had freaking Megatron. You, you had Megatron. You you play the hand that is, that is dealt. dealt. Okay. Listen. Yeah, I mean, like look at Burrow. It's on his second year makes it to the Super Bowl when he's drafted the Bengals. Which was two and fourteen, and then four and twelve. Yeah, and then you come back ten and seven and go to the Super Bowl. He needs more. He needs. He needs to have an All Pro at least. Mul- he, oh, he needs multiple All Pros. And he needs he, more Pro Bowls. He's never even been considered the best quarterback, quarterback any year in his, except for this. No, no, maybe no. this is the first year. Forget it. He's never no, been not any, this year. He's never even been considered maybe. the best quarterback in his division. Vision, yeah, ever. Okay, when he was with the Lions, he had Aaron Rodgers there. So he was, in, he was not the best quarterback in that division. Mm-hmm. And then you come out west over here, he's in the same division as Russell Westbrook and Russell Kyla... Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and Kyla Murray. Kyla Murray. Okay? He's not the best quarterback in that division. So when you're not considered the best of the best, and you're not even the best of your division, mm-hmm. how can you put him in, a, in um, Hall of Fame contention? Like, you can't. Wh- would you think he's better... I I would say he's better than Eli could, Manning, but would you say he's better than Ben Roethlisberger? No. Is he better, better than, than Eli Manning? Yeah. He, no, he's not. No, he's not. Is he better than Philip Rivers? No. No. Okay. Is, oh, and he doesn't have a winning record. He's still under five hundred all time winning, like for his career record. Is he's, he better than Dan Fouts? That's not my Fouts. that. Okay. I don't know that much about him. Dan Fouts was a number <laughs> grabber who got into the Hall of Fame for the San Diego Chargers because they. It was just a passing league at that time, and he had great weapons to throw to. Yeah. Okay. He's he's not on that level. No. I'm sorry, he's not a Hall of Famer. Great guy. He's not if a Hall it, of Famer. Look at what Richard Sherman says. Yeah, I know. If I you, saw Richard that. Sherman's description of it, and I know he's not trying to be an asshole. He's just being genuine, mm-hmm. and that's what people need. And he is 100 percent correct. Yeah. Second question, Aaron Donald. Is he done? <laughs> if he doesn't get his money, he is. Will he retire? I I would. I don't see why he wouldn't. I'm gonna say no. He. I don't think he, he should. The last he thing, shouldn't. He shouldn't. No, I, I completely should. agree. He's got so much more in the tank. He has so much more in the tank. But this year, he got what he wanted, which was yeah. a Super Bowl championship. He's not greedy, looking for two, three, four. He's got his all pros. He's got his defensive player of the years. Mm-hmm. He's got his numbers. And he's got his ring. I think he's done. Okay. Here's my thing. And if he's done, the Rams are done. Their defense the Rams, will need a lot of help. The Rams are in a lot of trouble defensively just because of these contracts that they signed this year. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about like your your Von Miller Aaron Donald. Aaron, well, no, Aaron Donald's still locked on the contract. He still has years on his contract that he signed. Okay. Donald shouldn't retire because of money. If Donald wants to retire because he's just done with the sport, I'll respect that. Mm-hmm. But everyone talks about 
being men of integrity. <clears throat> you signed the dotted line. Play out the contract. Play out the contract. Okay? And the thing about Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald is the type of generational talent that you can place in the GOAT discussion of defensive linemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can put him there with Bruce Smith, Reggie White, um, me, Joe Green, Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. He is in that discussion. Mm-hmm. That is how great of a player he is. The question is, does Donald want to be remembered for the player that he is currently? Or does he want to put his name in that Mount Rushmore? Because that's where he's headed. Mm-hmm. That is truly where he's headed. Does he want to be in conversation as one of the best, or does he want to be the best? That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. How much longer has he got on his contract? Are you aware? I can look it up. If I think you it's need. maybe three. I feel like it was a, a newer extension he just signed like a couple of years back. I want to say it was like a five or six year extension. And he must yeah, be. Yeah, I think so. Because he's definitely not in his last year. He's not. No. There's no way. Aaron Donald is contracted three more years after the season. Exactly. Play out the contract. Yeah. Again, you're undervaluing yourself, but that's also why you pay the NFLPA. Like, you pay the NFLPA so this way that players who aren't on your caliber cannot sign these negligent contracts mm-hmm. that owners are, are handing out. Like the that. NBA does. Yes. Like, yeah. no offense. If Aaron, So Aaron Donald was number two in the NFL as far as Defensive Player of the Year voting is concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what that technically means is he should be the second highest paid defender um, based on based on the totality of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that means. Okay. Who won the Defensive Player of the Year this year? T.J. Watt. Okay. Who's the highest paid defender in the NFL? T.J. Watt. He has the highest paid contract per cap, per year in the NFL right now. Okay. That, that lines up. Mm-hmm. I think Donald falls third or fourth, but that's also because of contracts that came out last year. Yeah. Are we talking linemen alone or just defensive players? Well, we can stay with linemen alone because they're both technically defensive mm-hmm. linemen. We can stay there, okay? And he may be the number two defensive lineman in the NFL, and then whatever, that that meshes up. But I, if we're just strictly looking at what defenders, then he, he's in where he should be in mm-hmm. the discussion. But that's where the NFL PA needs to stand up and be like, okay, well, guess what? Um, Khalil Mack, you know, you are in the discussion, and yes, your talent's say that you're worth the same money as Aaron Donald, but unfortunately, you're capped. $20 million is what you can make. That's all we're going to allow for you to sign because that's how it would work Yeah. based on performance. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a bonus at work, and my bonus is based on performance. Just because another store does better than me and gets a higher bonus doesn't mean I should gripe. I get my bonus based on my performance. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. So the NFLPA needs to step in and owners need to do a better job themselves of being like, hey, you're not Aaron Donald. I'm not paying you $24 million a year. Yeah, true. That's what needs to happen. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen. So Donald, play out your contract. Owners get smart. Yeah. You Use it in the negotiating table. Somebody yeah. comes into your defensive lineman, comes into your, into your office and, you know, he's the hot free agent. Matt yeah. Stafford win three more Super Bowls, then you'll be in conversation for Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, I'm not. We're off that discussion. That's not fucking happening. If a defensive lineman walks into any team's headquarters this off season, and the first words out of that owner's mouth is "You're not Aaron Donald. I am not paying you Aaron Donald money," then they obviously do not know how to negotiate. True. Mm-hmm. Period. Sorry, it's the truth. Aaron Donald earned his second contract. And was his second contract signed before the big balloon of like the TV deals? Yes. Yeah. And the revenue's higher now in the NFL? Yes. But as an owner, you do not need to spend to the cap. <laughs> you spend what the team's value is. Mm-hmm. And if a player if a player comes in and he's worth $20 million a year, then he's worth $20 million a year. But if that player comes in and says he's worth more than Aaron Donald, you mm-hmm. laugh at him. You yep. tell him to get the fuck out of your office and tell go find another sucker to, to pay you because you're not yeah. worth it. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, fuck it. I would make a flyer and trade for Aaron Donald at that point. What do I have to send to the Rams to bring Aaron Donald to me? Yeah. <coughs> All valid. It's very valid. I mean, that's why Dak Prescott's going to make like 70 something million dollars next year, which is absolutely freaking ridiculous. 
But anyways. Yeah. Like, if I was a Chicago Bears and Eddie Goldman walked into the office and said that he wanted Aaron Donald money, I'd fucking laugh at him. And then I'd call up the Rams and be like, hey, what if I just send you, like, four first-round picks? I don't need them. Like, we don't fucking use them anyway. Mm-hmm. So why don't I send you four first-rounders and you send me Aaron Donald? And then I sign Aaron Donald to TJ Watt money. And, yeah. then, and then the Chicago Bears will then have Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald, and Khalil Mack on the same defensive line. And if you re-sign Akeem Hicks to a one-year deal, who the fuck do you block? <laughs> Exactly. That's true. That's a super team on defense, right? That there. is a super team. Yeah. That is the a scary Bears defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is. All right. What's your next question? That was it. That was oh, the just two those I had. two. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. I thought there would be another one. I didn't know if anything else had popped up about like. No, those are the only two I've been seeing. Yeah, Aaron Donald can't retire. No, he shouldn't. Mm-mm. Matt Stafford's not Hall of Fame. No. I knew you were gonna ask. Burrow gonna be back. Who? Burrow to the Super Bowl. Yeah. How s- how soon till the Bengals are back? Are they you a re- go for us because your team's in the AFC? Are they a repeat? No, I say they get into the playoffs, but I they got. I would say this has been a lucky year for them. Here, here. Okay, here's a question: Do they win the division? Ooh. Because you're gonna have a new face at the helm in Pittsburgh. You're gonna have a pissed off Cleveland Browns. Still not gonna do. Browns shit. not gonna do shit. No. Not gonna do shit. And you're going to have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens with potentially more weapons going that way because a lot of people want to play with Lamar. I say... Mm, that's tough. I say... Because I, I don't know who who's going to be the quarterback of Pittsburgh, so I say the top of the division will be the Bengals and the Ravens. I think the Bengals are going to repeat with that division. Uh, yeah. I think so, and I think the Ravens squeak in wild card. Because I think the Bengals didn't really lose any... Of their coaching staff, no, and their 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 core. I think they only have a. I think Uzuma is up for contract, and maybe one other player on defense. But there's a no main players. A lot of them are so players. young that they still are on rookie Those contracts rookie under and contract, stuff like that. So yep. I, they I don't think they get back to the Super Bowl. I think they're back in the playoffs when the division. I don't know how far, but I don't. I don't see them repeating. Going the back. Joe Burrow needs what scares me. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest question thing. mark. Yeah. And then on the other side of the coin... All the Rams are in trouble. Oh, yeah. All the Rams are in trouble. I don't think they're back. No. That's a that's a, that's a a rebuild in that team. Because mm-hmm. you have so many contracts up. So mm-hmm. much. This was an, Is Odo Beckham uh, Jr. back in L.A.? Ugh. With a 20 ACL? No. He might not even be back in the league. True. He might, he he, might be done. He might be like, you know what? I got my ring. I'm out. He'll hang up the boots. Well, no. I don't think he'll hang up the boots voluntarily. I think nobody will give him a contract with a bad knee. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's going to need, what, minimum six months, eight months? Uh, his his entire offseason is going to be recovery, so yeah. he's definitely not going to be – I don't think he'll be ready for the start of training camp. So then who wins that division? Is it Arizona or is it San Francisco? Arizona. I think it's Arizona because San Francisco is going to get rid of Jimmy G. Yeah. Unless they get Tom Brady, which is a conversation you and I have had, I think. <laughs> Where they give the rights to Tom Brady to San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Tom Brady makes a comeback halfway through the season, like, "Hey, sup, bitches, I'm here." Takes over for Trey Lance, wins out the season. No, it's gonna be Arizona. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, no I Tom Brady has a chance now to just going lie to down in his bed and have Giselle Bunch and lick avocado ice cream off of him for the rest of his life. That's an interesting dream. Yeah, I like he didn't mean to picture that. Like, I don't know if she likes avocado ice cream. It doesn't matter. Fine, he can lick avocado ice cream off of her. Like, why would he ever want to come back? He like, has nothing. Left he has to nothing prove. to prove. No, he has nothing left to prove. I think the only reason, unless he, he wants ca- to try to come back and convince me he's the goat, then I think right. the only reason yeah. he'd come back is to play for San Francisco. Absolutely not. He shouldn't want to. No, he shouldn't want to. He should sign a one-day contract with every other team in the NFL but the 49ers. That's what I would do if I was Tom Brady. He should be petty as fuck. Yeah, like you want to miss out on six Super Bowls. You want the you want the draft seven. G- G- uh, Gio Carmanzi oh my or God. whatever his name is b- before me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna sign a contract with every other team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, San Francisco. And that's the same thing Aaron Rodgers should do too. It's the same exact thing Aaron Rodgers should oh, do yeah, when he they retires. Missed out on... They missed out on two Man, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. San Fran. And listen, San Fran took Alex Smith in that draft, and Alex Smith gets a very bad rap for the early half of his career. He also went through, I think, five head coaches and that's six true. offensive coordinators. In five seasons or six seasons or something, 
like he went through a lot. He went through a lot. Yeah. Okay. And then when he finally got some stability with John ha- with uh, Jim Harbaugh, you saw who mm-hmm. he could be. And then he got traded. And then you still saw who he could be. And then he lost his starting job again to another quarterback. And he went to Washington. And he was good in Washington until he got hurt. And then he, oh, yeah. that fucking break still bothers me. And then he came back. So. Just shows you how good of a quarterback. The yes, shows you how good a quarterback Alex Smith was. Mm-hmm. Would Aaron Rodgers have had the same success? Who knows? But you got to remember, Aaron Rodgers was going to Cal, like he was in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady grew up in California. This is a backyard kid. Like San Francisco missed out, and I hope both those guys sign one day contracts with every. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, so he doesn't have to sign a contract there. That's true. So uh, <laughs> that's who they sell to. Who, Aaron the McCaskey Rogers. family oh sells God. to Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and he actually owns the Bears franchise. I mean, whatever. It's still better than the McCaskies at this point. At least he knows football. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. And he's not senile. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you might be getting there, Keanu Reeves. Just living out his got John Wick fantasies. Hey, whatever. He's got another MVP, and he goes home to Shana Woodley. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> All right, Davey, take us home. Well, as always, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to Doink this week. Uh, fun episode going over the oh, Hall yeah. of Fame, going over the NFL honors, and also going over uh, Super Bowl. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to us on the uh, Double Doink Network on Instagram, or you can reach out on our personals, uh, Love and Doink Dave 84 The J Ald. I got Mickey double Y underscore 16. Um, as you know, you can always find us on any streaming service, so Pod Pluto, Apple, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Podbean um, Pod Neptune, Pod Uranus. It doesn't matter. We'll eventually have <laughs> Joe Rogan there. on here. And yeah. He is. Quick, quick interlude before we finish wrapping up. Um, there will be a bit of a hiatus on shows for a couple of weeks. Our, Fuck that hiatus shit. I'll be, I'll be on Instagram Live. We'll be doing Instagram Lives, but no <laughs> actual sat down recordings yes. because Dave is going to be going on an overseas vacation. That's right. Overseas now. exploration. Yes. Overseas conquering misadventures. Hello, mate. Oh, mate, I am going to have some international incidents. I will tell you that right now. international tea and biscuits. No, crumpets. Tea and and crumpets. Fish and chips. Yes. The first Doink Talk episode, when he gets back, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to be story time all episode. Uh, This is going to be all Well, actually, we should split it into two episodes because I I have have Germany and you have UK. I, I have a surprise. I can't really spill too many beans about it, but yes, two episodes. Okay. Okay. All so, right. I'm excited for you that. You heard it here. Yes. <sighs> well, this has been a Double Dunk Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out.